For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We live. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Studio Day. It's nice to see everyone. As you can see, I'm joined by the great Dave Hellman of DallasCowboys.com. Who Who made you that drop? Who made you that drop? Who made you that drop? Uh, Steve Shackelford. It's a guy that Ben and Skin know. They just have songs for everything. So there's incredible. Gotta have that every once in a while. It's a whole song, but if I play the whole song, YouTube flags it for copyright, and then I don't get my money. Sure. Uh, Sweet. So we have to be careful there. It's the great Dave Hellman of DallasCowboys.com, the number one source for Cowboys information in the entire world. He is the best in the world at it. And I'm going to share with you guys a link in the chat right now. Bow. Subscribe to that channel. That is the link to David Hellman's YouTube channel. It doesn't there's have anything nothing, on it yet. There's nothing there's there right now. There's going to be stuff on it. There's going to be stuff on it. There will be stuff there eventually. Subscribe yeah. to Dave's Help channel. We're going to talk to him about minicamp because I've seen lots of good things about all of the Cowboys' early draft picks. But first, we're going to pay the bills. And I want to thank my partners at Bet Online, who continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Dave likes to bet on the Seattle Mariners every day, 162 times, just to see what happens. Find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, including the basketball championship finals the Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball Fighting News, next season's NFL Futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Oh, somebody said, where did you drop that link? It's not on Facebook. I'll try to get over to Facebook and drop that link in a minute. It's in the comments of my YouTube is where I dropped the link. So... Sorry, I love coming on it. your stuff. If anybody, if you're following my stuff when there's no content on it, you're the best. I'll work on that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I love doing it. Like I love, I love the love when I come on Jeffrey's channel. Appreciate it, everybody. Kilgore's already in the super chat being a monster. He said, this is for the pool fund. Thank you. And he said, Jeff, but I'm going to pretend it says Dave because I think it's a great question. <laughs> when will we know a player is good? Camp? Third weekend in the season? Because I'm going to ask Dave about the first three-round draft picks and the positives I'm seeing from him coming out of uh, mini-camp. But I kind of do mini-camp the same way I do OTAs, where it's like, yeah, if you tell me over and over again that a guy looks really good, I'll be like, sweet, that's fun. Uh, but I'm not going to put a whole lot of stock into it until camp, and even then it's not a ton of stock because we've done it every year where it's like man this guy this is his ooh, this is his year then they go play football and it's like oh no he's still kind of just a guy when do i, I know say, if the player's yeah. good so i think you're allowed i think you're allowed to get excited at camp like otas mini camp no pads guys going against backups like not a lot of compete period like keep in mind you never see one-on-ones like there's there's no one-on-one pass rush there's no one-on-one uh receiver db drills 
it's not like the, the point of these practices is not to compete. The point of these practices is to install. So definitely don't get excited about too much that you're hearing right now. Once camp starts and the, and the pads go on and you're trying to kick each other's asses, that's when I think you're allowed to start getting excited. But to Jeff's point, uh, I still think you need to take all of that stuff with a grain of salt because every year there's a guy who looks like he's about to be a pro bowler who it just never materializes. Uh, TJ you know, Vasher this year sounds like, baby. Seeing like, a lot of Vasher talk. I mean, even like, yeah, I mean, it's easy to get excited about the down the depth chart guys, but like I'm old enough to remember when we thought Byron Jones was going to be an all pro at safety. Like he had an incredible camp at safety. And I mean, he wasn't terrible that 2017, 2017 season, but like he sure as hell wasn't an all pro. So Maurice think, Kennedy, Samuel in the chat. Kennedy yeah, had a Maurice freaking Kennedy awesome is a camp. great example. Yeah. Uh, so I think you're allowed to get excited at camp, but I don't think we know who's good until week three or four, probably. I mean, I know that's kind of a buzzkill answer, but I think that's the truth. I support the username Gimli21 in the chat, and I love that Hell he yeah. is not only using that username, but he said Dave is Samwise to Jeff's Frodo. LOL. <laughs> I like that. What are you I saying? Think, he, uh, does, he does all the work. I get all the credit. I was going to, I actually think it might be the other way around, honestly, but. Does carrying 23 million in cap into the season feel like a team that's really trying their best to win? Good an, Good question. Um, <laughs> they could no. spend it if they wanted to. You save it if you want to. They know they got people they're going to have to pay eventually, but like if they wanted to spend that money, it wouldn't be a hindrance in any way. Is there a guy, and like I've got a couple answers to this question, but like, is there a guy who is available right now who you're just like, yes, like absolutely that guy? Probably not because like, well, I'll try to think for myself and not like they think. Cause like in my mind, I'd be like, you don't think you'd be better with Odell Beckham on your team? You would. Yeah. Um, if you asked that question like a week ago, I'll take Akeem Hicks on that defensive line. You got one year and 10 million. That sounds like something you could have done. Um, but they're going to look at it like, well, if I get Odell Beckham, then when Gallup's back after two or three weeks, my third round pick's not going to play. And like, that's cowboy thinking, right? Where it's like, no, right. our, pipe, our pipeline has our young guys that need to play, but like you could sign Odell Beckham tomorrow and your team's better. Well, the thing with, and look, I mean, obviously who am I? I'm the giant. Well, when's he going to play like, though? Cause he's coming That's what off I was going to say yeah. is like, if Odell was fully healthy, I'd be jumping up and down, but you're probably not talking and you're talking about maybe not having him until halfway through the season, maybe, or, you know, no two guys have the same timetable, so you can't put it exactly. But I mean, that's a guy like Michael Gallup that's probably going to start the season on PUP for me. And we they don't have a swing this. tackle. I don't think in real life. Uh, I, oh no, that's, I was about to say like, if there, there, there's a couple names that stand out to me, if you could get, if you could get Eric Fisher or Daryl Williams to sign, um, I I think this team needs a veteran tackle. I know that, I know that the the front office thinks that Matt Willetsko and Josh Ball can do it. I'm not sold, and I don't want to overreact to minicamp. I just said that, but I'm not seeing anything from these practices that makes me think that they're set. Unless. Honestly, I am starting to think that uh, – how, how's this for an, a quick, hot 
overreaction take. I'm starting to think Tyler Smith could do it. Uh, but you need him I to just slide him. out to you think he could in week like it's week no, five and, and Tyron turned his ankle. You're gonna move him from where he's gonna play for a year or two to no, go I'm, play temporary left tackle. That's what I'm saying. Is like don't you need him more at guard than you do at tackle? So I'm starting to wonder if Tyler Smith is capable of that. Like I, I think he probably could be, but don't you need him more at guard? Um Yeah, until so you don't I have would, a tackle. But that one that's game why, that I don't have a tackle, I probably need him a tackle. <laughs> that's why you go sign Daryl Williams. That what? I, I'm so I'm doing this on the fly. Sorry, I just got home from work. But like, so Daryl Williams, he started all 17 games for Buffalo last year. He started 74 career games, not including playoffs. Like, he could absolutely come in and be yeah. an improvement on the guys that you have already, and maybe be an improvement on one of your starters. We'll see. Potentially, and and again, they got twenty two million dollars. Like, you mean to tell me Daryl Williams wouldn't sign on for like five or six mil or what? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Whatever he wants, you could afford it. I'm um, down for it. Uh, Edward and, in the super. Oh. oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just no, you're good. Anthony Barr is another guy, and we've heard that they have interest in him. Um, he's obviously older. He's been dealing with injuries, but I think the linebacker depth is pretty thin. And uh, I also think Anthony Barr could add to the pass rush too. So if he wanted to sign at the right price, I would do it. I don't know where that stands right now though. Edward Wilson in the super chat. Great to see Dave on here again. I plan on visiting Dallas for a game this fall. What are the best steak, pasta, and dive bar places? Well, we can definitely help you with dive bars. Um, So stands, Cosmos, Milo Butterfingers. Chips. Yep. All, everything Jeff just said. Um, these are all dive bars we're giving you. These are all dive bars. Uh, what else? Uh, Lakewood Landing is another great dive bar in the Dallas area. Um, you go to Lakewood Landing, Cosmos is right next door, so you kind of get a two-for-one there. Not two a bad for one, plan. baby. Um, bad steak? Steak is something – it's a subject I take very seriously. Um, it probably depends on your price range. Albernay's Neighborhood Services, Nick and yeah. Sam's, blah, 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 blah. If you're willing to spend some money, I think Albernay's is about as good as it gets quality-wise. Nick and Sam's, I think it's a little overrated, but there's a very I mean, good you, chance. you're going to spot people. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a very good chance you'll see some famous people, whether it's Cowboys people, uh, Mavericks players, like literally every athlete in Dallas goes to Nick and Sam's. So if you want to people watch, that's probably where I'd go. I think Albernay's has better steak. Gimli, Dave, I may not be able to carry your channel for you, but I can carry you. <laughs> and my axe. Yeah, thank you. Um, I appreciate that. On to actual practice stuff. Um, so the guy who I saw, well, two of them really. We can talk about the first rounder in a minute, but I want to start with the second and the third rounder because Jalen Tolbert was my favorite draft pick in real time for the Cowboys this year. Uh, I loved having that pick in the third round, very much like when they got Gallup in the third round, and I loved that one. So get ready. Jalen Tolbert's going to have 1,000-yard seasons. Uh, but early impressions of him, because he wasn't out there initially. He was rehabbing, what, a hammy? And now he's out there getting a full load of reps and scoring all the touchdowns. Yeah, it was it was nice because, yeah, Jalen Tolbert's it's been kind of anti- anticlimactic for him because he tweaked his hammy like right out of the gate and really – we haven't seen him do a whole lot of anything through the whole spring, at least not since the rookie camp. Um, 
so he was out there today and but he was he was full go he did everything and i would say semi fahoko and semi fahoko is far and away the reps leader for this entire spring because he is the only healthy receiver on this team because uh, Tolbert's missed time, C.D. Lamb has missed time, um, Noah Brown has missed time. Obviously, Michael Gallup's not ready. So, but it, but Tolbert was right there with him today. Uh, he was going first team, second team, like just get on the field and do reps. He took uh, he took punt return reps. It really, I mean, it felt predominantly like a lot of slot work, um, which I think we kind of expect that a little bit. Um, so it, it, it looked pretty- I, so hmm, I guess I kind of expect it, but it kind of leads me down to a question that there's no way they can answer yet, right? Like they brought in oh and Skywalker Steel. You're not allowed to super chat, but thanks, buddy. What said, up, Will? He said loved hearing Sam Williams having a dominant day, air quotes, because no pads, but still. Uh the like if Tolbert's getting a bunch of slot snaps, and this is just the way my brain works, it goes like eight steps down the road. You know this. Uh, then that would make sense to me because in the short term, I don't think you want James Washington in the slot. I think you would want him outside if him, Tolbert, and C and CD are all playing and Gallup is not. But that also makes me more confident that the third round pick, when Gallup gets back, is already sitting comfortably in his home and he ain't the one headed back to the bench. It's James Washington. I mean, I think that's the hope, right? Like the hope, the hope is that Tolbert's just good from day one. And I mean, sorry, James Washington, but you're the older guy. You are not, you were not drafted by this team. Um, I hate to say this right now, but I think in their heads, he's probably a little less versatile than, than Jalen Tolbert. So yeah, like in a perfect world, James Washington is your fourth receiver, I think. And then another thing I think you have to consider is maybe what we see at minicamp is again, like CD lamb didn't practice today. I think CD Lamb's going to play in the slot a lot. And so, you know, that might, that might change the usage depending. And then the other thing too, is again, like you're not trying to scheme things up to beat an opponent right now. You're just trying to make sure everybody understands what they're supposed to do. So I think it makes sense to start Jalen out with one position and be like, hey, this is where you're going to be for the time being. Don't worry about it. Um, but he looked he looked good. Um, he, he caught a touchdown from Dak Prescott. It was a nice little nothing fancy, uh, low red zone, like two-yard line. It was a sprint out. Like Dak, it was Dak left the pocket by design, sprinted to the sideline, threw it on the run like like he likes to do, and Tolbert was right there at the pylon on a little shallow out. Um, had some other nice catches in the situational work, like nothing, nothing crazy. Like he didn't make any like circus catches or anything, but I mean he was just out there getting a lot of work, which is really the first time you could say that about him this spring. So that was it was fun to see. If you're seeing Skywalker Steel in the chat, make sure that you're subscribed to his channel as well. That is a hardworking, talented son of a biscuit when it comes to covering your Dallas Cowboys. We are spoiled around Max. this part. There's lots of good ones, and Sky is one of them. So make sure you're subscribed or else. Uh, he texted me to say exactly that after his super chat, and so I just read from the <laughs> script. Um, I made that up. That's a total lie. I love Sky. He's amazing. Um, okay, Sam Williams, the guy that Sky brought up. You said he had uh, 137 sacks today. And uh, I will say it doesn't sound great for Matt Well, let's go, the fifth-round pick. But 
from what you can't, this goes back to the beginning of our conversation. What they do in these situations doesn't necessarily matter all that much, but good is better than bad. So just your initial impression of second round pick pass rusher having a nice day and just what he looks like for people who haven't gotten to see him. Um, yeah. And so there's, there are a few things harder than evaluating line play in a, in a practice because especially an unpadded practice, right? Because like, you're not, um, you're not like going full contact. You're not trying to tackle people. And also the coaching staff is going to defer to the offense. Like it's so funny in practice. Like we've seen Micah Parsons do this a million times. Like Micah will come in, blow up the play immediately. And the coaches are like, keep going, keep going. So like (laughs) pretend he didn't. Yeah. So, you know, Dak gets six extra seconds to make the play, even though Micah killed it. And that's kind of, that's what happened with Sam Williams today. Uh, they have been unafraid to throw Matt Willetsko out there. He's played both sides. He's played a little bit of guard even, uh, but mainly left tackle. And for the most part, he's held up really well. Like for for a fifth-round pick who played at FCS, I think he's had a nice spring. Uh, but I, Sam Williams kind of gave him the business today. And it, it's one of those things where you're, you just kind of have to evaluate it. And you're like, okay, he beat him. I'm pretty sure he would have gotten there or like maybe there's one where it's a judgment call. Like, Oh, like, did he get there Would the quarterback have gotten that out? I don't think so. Uh, so he had, he had one or two, like no doubters where you're like, Oh yeah, that, that plays over with. Then he had one that was kind of a judgment call. Then actually my favorite also, by the way, he did this on three consecutive reps, like three back-to-back reps. He was just like, whoop, whoop, whoop. and on the third one, he left no doubt. Uh, because he knocked Dak over. Uh, he, like, pushed into the guy, and I think he, like, stepped on Dak's foot. And literally, that's the beauty of practice. Sounds like It sounds like something Micah would do, so it sounds it's, like we do. We got another one. The funny – and that's the funny part is you're, like, you're really impressed, and you're like, okay, Rook, like, way to go. And then Dak falls on the ground, and you're like, whoa, 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 chill the hell out. Like, get Dak off the ground. Don't do that anymore. Like, you can kind of, like – it got very – as soon as Dak hits the ground in, a, in an unpadded practice, everybody's, like, not having fun anymore. Everybody's like, nope, don't do that. Uh, so that was funny. Um, Did yeah, Tyler nice Smith sh- punch him? That's what you're here for. You're supposed to be protecting my quarterback and be a tough guy. If he t- I didn't hit my see quarterback, that. punch him. He did. He had a good rep against Tyler Smith, too, coming over the guard. Um, got past him on, like, a swim move. It actually kind of – don't freak out. It, he like he like dinged his hand on on Tyler's helmet. I think and he he got looked at by the trainers. I don't think it was anything serious. Um, but yeah, just a very very active day. And I would I mean I would say it's far and away the most that I've noticed from him in these whatever four practices. And he was at he was dealing with something last week too. So we didn't even see him last week. Um, but he was. He was kicking some butt today, and then and he did flip over to the other side. I he got the better of Terrence Steele from my vantage point. Um, so he was doing it. He was doing a little bit on both sides. So um, all of these things are timely and exciting, but ultimately the only thing that I care about after this is, and this is just the words of the coach and the quarterback after their workout, and you can take it wherever you want. But the Cowboys. Ended up last year, despite two months of what we thought was not even good offensive football with the most points and the most yards in the entire NFL, and we didn't feel like they played real good offense the second half of the year, 
do you believe and buy into what I heard from the coach and the quarterback where it's just like excited to be back healthy, ready to get back to rolling out, running around, yada, yada, yada? Um, I mean, I, I buy that Dak is going to be in a great spot. Yeah. I mean, he, first of all, we can question a million things about Dak Prescott if we want to. The one thing that you really, I don't think you can question is his work ethic and the time that he puts into it. He's clearly leaned down a little bit. Uh, not that like, I mean, he's always been a built guy, but like his, it's all, this is always such a weird time of year. Cause you're like, yeah, his legs look really good. And then you that's shape of his good. life, baby. Yeah. But, well, but, he, but you're just like, man, like look how well-defined his caps are. And then you're like, how many other, times in your life could you say that and have it not sound weird but yeah i mean he, he looks great he moves around really well they obviously do the scramble drill every day you know they have a drill specifically designed for like when the play breaks down and uh yeah i mean he looks good doing it they talked today about how like maybe they held him back in the run game a little bit more um so i i mean i have all the confidence in the world that dak will be ready to roll i think my thing is just uh, is the personnel around him good enough to, first of all, even replicate last year's results, and second of all, do better? Uh, is the Terrence Steele, Biotish, Tyler Smith offensive line good enough? Is the you can't you can't yeah enough? you can't tell me today that the O line is better. Maybe it, I mean, which I I feel so much better about the Tyler Smith pick now than I did the day he was picked. But you still can't tell me for sure that that's an upgrade. Um, until no, further- I think they just went, you know what? At left guard, if we get beat, we're going to get beat a different way. I mean, it yeah, ain't going to be because we're not strong enough. Right. It's like, yeah, we're, we're not going to be weak. We just, you know, maybe we'll have a problem with our technique. I don't, I don't think you can say right now, certainly – maybe even – maybe Terrence Steele is going to continue this crazy trajectory. I could even buy into that. But you can't tell me they're better one through three. Like Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, and Terrence Steele is a better one through three than what they have right now. And we know they're probably going to need a third tackle at some point. So I don't think the offensive line's better right now. And yeah, the the receiver personnel, I think that's a fair question as well. I mean, I just I don't I don't think you get better by sending Amari Cooper away and not addressing it with a similar value player. So not to say they can't be better, but I don't see it here in June. Uh, in the Super Chat, are you more excited for this season than last? My answer is yes, because it's this season, and the last one's already over. Um. That's a great <laughs> answer. I don't think – I'm not as excited about this team. Um, but I was actually – I was thinking about this on my drive home from work today. Um, just as a football fan, I am – bonkers excited i'm like think about all the stuff that's happened in the nfl this year you know like the player movement yeah like russell wilson's in denver now like the whole afc west looks like a madhouse matt ryan's in indy the browns are going to trade their starting quarterback and then the guy that they traded for isn't going to be allowed to play so i don't even know who their quarterback's going to be totally i mean um yeah Devontae adams is in vegas now matt ryan in indy even like I know I'm about to say something insane. This is how I know I'm a football addict, but like I'm intrigued to see will will we see a passable Carson Wentz in Washington? Like sure. where he, like 
I just like think he's a choke artist and he has terrible moments every week. But right. on the whole, it's not like he's a really bad quarterback. I mean, he just has terrible, terrible moments way too often. He should have gotten Indy into the playoffs last year. Obviously, they gagged like nobody's business, but like he played well enough to get them into the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, I just this is about as excited as I can ever remember being about the NFL as a whole. Uh, and I, and I'm not like I'm not trying to be too down on the Cowboys like they'll be fine, but I don't think I'm excited about this Cowboys. I'm not as excited about this Cowboys roster as I was about probably, yeah, definitely about last year. I mean, last year I like at well, this time last year last I was year. like, yeah, they're a 12, 13 win team. Yeah, so, and who, and they ended up winning 12, and I, who knows what that looks like if Dak doesn't have a calf strain after the ankle thing and like. And then coming into this year, sweet, he's healthy again. But now you've got roster downgrades. So the difference has to be that Dak is back and which the same guy he was the first six weeks for 17. I'm gonna say Who knows? If, if if they play at a if they play at a similar or better level than they did last year, it either means that Dan Quinn is a wizard and made the defense even better, or or maybe both, or Dak is like really about to make a leap and really be part of that conversation like I think most people consider him a rung or two below the very best in the league but if they downgrade the talent all around him and he's got them competing then yeah it's definitely time to revisit that conversation sweet sweet formula in the super chat party at Jeff's what up TJ love y'all could Jalen Tolbert come out as the wide receiver one Formally, the answer is absolutely not. He will not come out as wide receiver one. But because you are you and you're an OG of the channel and one of our finest supporters, uh, will honor your question with the greatest integrity. I love Jalen Tolbert. I think it is possible that a year from now he's your second best wide receiver. I probably yeah, I had Gallup as a two. I had him as a two. Like that's how good I think he is. That I think he's going. He can be a thousand yard receiver in the league. But y'all need to realize that CeeDee Lamb is about to go 900, 1100, 1400. CeeDee's number one, and it's going to be fun. Yeah. And I'm I'm probably guilty of this. Like, I def I don't think CeeDee's a bad player at all. Um, I just I think it's fair to say that he probably hasn't delivered on the hype. And that's that's not his fault. Like, it's not his fault he felt. Oh, you mean on my hype? Because, like, no, for not, where not he just, was drafted, he's lived up to the expectations. But we just no, loved but, the pick so much that it was like, which, he's going to be the number one receiver so fast. Literally, what did everybody say for a year when he got drafted? Like, literally, it became a meme on Twitter. was like, can't believe the league let him fall to 17. Like, I can't yeah. believe this happened. Um, And, again, that's not his fault, but – a guy drafted after him is off to a better start to his career. I mean, Justin Jefferson's definitively having a better career right now. Not saying that'll be the case. That is what's happening right now. Uh, so anyway, I think CD's great. And I, like I said, I'm probably guilty of being down on him when in reality, he absolutely could like step up and really join that conversation, especially now if, if he's the guy and there's no obligation to get another guy targets. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think the world of Jalen Tolbert, I just think you got to temper your expectations of a third round rookie. I mean, I bring Jaylen it up. Tolbert will have had a great year if he has like 750 yards and four touchdowns. That'd be 750, a great 750 would be amazing. Michael, uh, Michael Gallup 
had a pretty good rookie year. He caught 33 balls for 500 yards and three touchdowns. Like yeah. that, that is a realistic idea. Of well, but what Tolbert is definitely going to be a starter from day one because of Gallup. Gallup like, was too. That's, I mean, that's more of what, and, and here's the difference. Here's the difference is that the receiver core that Michael was stepping into was Trey. Oh, was that Cole, Cole and Dez? Dez wasn't even there. It was Cole, Michael, Deontay Thompson, and Alan Hearns. Like, okay, yeah, Hearns. Um, so yeah, I mean, so Tolbert is stepping into a better situation. He's got CD taking pressure off him. Gallup will be there eventually. Don't forget about Dalton Schultz. Um, so yeah, I, I think he could do better than. Well, I'm just uh, setting the board for what I think would be great rookie. Yes, year. like to me, oh. I'm expecting five to six hundred yards. I'm expecting that uh, because I because I'm expecting seventy to eighty targets, seven hundred and fifty plus yards as a rookie. Yeah, you're like that's a wonderful season. Case, you- uh, I believe James Washington, who was drafted much higher than Tolbert, has yet to have a, a season that good. Was he? Yeah, His second like, rounder. He was pick sixty. Okay, all right. That's- 25 spots higher. Uh, I actually, round. I liked Tolbert better as a college prospect than I did Washington anyway. So look at me. I'm so smart, even though he hasn't done anything yet. Um, there was one more super chat. Oh yeah. Are you scared of Philly? Do you think the one seat is possible for Dallas scared of Philly? No. If Jalen hurts is a good NFL quarterback, then Philly could absolutely win the division. Philly has a better um, Philly has a better roster than Dallas. I believe that with all my heart. The reason that you are better than them is because your quarterback's significantly better than theirs. Yeah, I think. I mean, I you took the words right out of my mouth. I think Dak is the best quarterback in the division by a long margin. And look, I get it; it doesn't count for anything for, at the end of the day. But I mean, just go look at Dak's track record against the East. I mean, he owns that. He owns the division until otherwise notified. He's like. It's like 23 and six at this point or something like that. Like he just doesn't lose to them. Um, and that's so, why you have a chance. That's why you have a legitimate chance at the one seed too. If you have a good year, because you could very easily go, well, not easily, but six and zero in the division is not unheard of for an NFC East team. And that goes a long way to getting you to 13 wins, which I'm not going to pick 13 wins, but when you have the division bump, like they do, it's not impossible. You know, when you put it that way, I mean, but, but, I, but here's the thing, like they swept, they swept the division last year. And that was a big part of the reason why they got to 12, even with what I just said, I'll be shocked if they can, like every team in the division has made substantial gains. Sure. Even the, even the giants look a lot better. And so I'm not afraid of Philly because the Cowboys have Dak, but I do think if you take quarterback out of the equation, everyone would take Philly's roster over Dallas's right now. Is that? Well, Dave, the other thing is the way I heard it is Tony Pollard is about to be unleashed by the Cowboys, man. He's about to play receiver. He's about to get 300 touches. It's going to be incredible. When are you going to start buying that one? Uh, When it happens. Like when Tony's got, when Tony's got like 400 rushing yards and 400 receiving yards at the halfway point of the season, that's when I'll start to believe. Um, no, I was going to say though, I'm just trying to think out loud, like who just thinking about the NFC, I think Tampa is definitively better than Dallas. I think LA is definitively better than Dallas. 
Uh, and obviously, I mean, this is all subject. subject it's very to possible Green Bay is because of Rodgers, but losing, they've lost some guys, but still. Yeah, but all of a sudden, Green Bay has like the nastiest looking defense in the league. Yeah. Like, that's not a joke. Um, yeah, I'll throw, I mean, Green Bay deserves the benefit of the doubt when you've won 13 games three years in a row. I'll say those three. Um, San Fran's a wild card. Who knows? They'll have a new quarterback, but they're picking to have that new quarterback. Yeah, Choose I mean. Route. So, but I would be I would be very impressed to see Dallas finish with the number one overall seed. Uh, not saying it's impossible, but I would be very impressed. I expect them to win ten or eleven games because of their schedule. Uh, but I'm also a reasonable person that just like sure it could happen. It's not crazy you, talk. If you made me pick the record today, I would probably say ten and seven. Yeah, yeah. bad division. Fairly good team, good quarterback. See what happens. Uh, I have nothing else for you today. But oh. It's not – well, it's just it, – and, I mean, we have – nobody's played a game. I get that. It's so a bad maybe, division, Dave. Is it a bad division? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad division. I think Okay, like New York is full on dumpster still. Like they at least have better people in place in charge, but they don't have the horses. Like they can't block, and Daniel Jones is the quarterback. They're dead in the water. Washington. Yeah. Their defense wasn't even good last year, and we thought it was going to be amazing. And now Carson yeah. Wentz is going to save them. No, they're dead in the water. They're not dead in the water. Oh, um, somebody named Ashley Chow with the super chat. Hi, Dave. Your beard is hot. Buy me a bev. Send her money back. Don't let her give us money. We don't, but we do love her. We love you, Ash. The Cornwall um, Queen. That is that's a double entendre if I've ever heard one. No, Actually, no it, not at all. I think you're I think you're right. I mean, all right, let's put it this way. The NFC East is still one of the two or three worst divisions in the league, but it's gotten a lot better than 2020 when it was one of the worst divisions I've ever seen. That's the other reason the Cowboys could get the one seed, like if they win the division. Here's the other side. Pretend I'm not even saying the Cowboys if you think it's unrealistic. Here's why the Eagles could get the number one seed. Because not only are you in one of the two or three worst divisions, but you get to play the other worst division, which is what is it? Oh, the AFC AFC? South. Yeah. Yeah. So, like the Cowboy, when when you look at strength of schedule, the entire NFC East has like the four easiest schedules in football because they play themselves and the South. I mean, Indy. Indy is the only team in that division that has any business beating the Cowboys. Um, I get, which is ironic because last year's number one overall seed number was in one. the South. But yeah, but also, but the, like the Titans are basically they they you know you talk about the Cowboys taking a step back. Most people think the Cowboys aren't as good on paper as they were last year. You can absolutely say that about Tennessee. I mean, you get rid of AJ Brown and plug a rookie in there. Ryan Tannehill was kind of butt down the stretch. Like I don't they know, they run the ball a lot. That's not yeah. good football. And, and yeah, your all of your success depends on a running back who gets older every single year. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel I don't feel great about them. Okay, Dave, uh, I'm gonna let you go and get rid of you. This has been brought to you by my friends at Believe uh, and Bet Online, where the game starts. Because Ashley and I have a big volleyball game tonight. Um, oh shit! We're currently seven and eight on the oh, season. It is Tuesday. I dude, I'm way out of whack. I thought it if was we like lose, Thursday night. If we lose two of the three sets tonight, we'll finish with a losing record on the year before the playoffs start. And that's not okay. 
So I got to go stretch for like an hour and a half. Uh, Good luck. Fruits, and, fruits and veggies really hydrate. Got a lot of that stuff I got to do. So uh, I'm going to one more time send in the chat, actually, though. This is Dave Hellman. Yeah, thanks for subscribing to my thing. I promise uh, eventually there will be content on there. Let's see uh, what we did today. Dave Hellman has 33 subscribers. I just put in, I just put in the chat his, a link to it. I'll put it in the description of the video. And so you guys enjoy that because Dave is literally the best in the business when it comes to the Cowboys. He's a badass and he's an awesome human. I love you, Dave. I love you, Jeffrey. Uh, you're too kind. I will talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. Let's do this again. Thanks for watching. And remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through. So be cool to everyone. I love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.